so uh, so last week we were talking about receiving through submission and we were looking at the story of lot and abraham how uh, how they got separated and because lot got separated from abraham you see the downfall of lot even though the bible records him as righteous you see uh, that his life was a very defeated one he loses out on his wife his wife his wife becomes a pillar of salt and then you know his uh, daughters they do such an abominable act uh, where the generations that come after lot are the ones that are literally the enemies of israelites right where lot and abraham could have lived in harmony now the generations are fighting with each other the descendants are fighting with each other but you know this week when i was meditating upon that whole passage i realized one thing that god even restores that even the choices that lot make god restores that through the life of ruth okay because ruth is the granddaughter of lot if you remember ruth is a moabite ruth is the granddaughter of lot and when ruth submits herself to naomi when naomi had nothing she says my people will, your people will be my people your god will be my god i will not let go of you i will come with you when ruth does that when ruth submits herself to naomi you see ruth not only gets married not only has wealth and riches but she has the biggest blessing of being in the lineage of jesus okay think about that she has the biggest blessing of being in the lineage of jesus because what was abraham's greatest blessing abraham's greatest blessing for abraham might have been just isaac but how god saw it was jesus was the birth of jesus that's why god tells abraham in genesis 22 that through your seed all nations will be blessed that is abraham's blessing that all nations will be blessed through abraham and it is talking about jesus lot had an opportunity but he missed it but god restores lot and his legacy and the descendants through ruth and how is ruth able to do that by submission think about it submission is so powerful so today i want to talk to you about something very similar it's very similar to submission uh, so the title is receiving through honor what is it receiving through honor submission all has to do with honor see if you want to learn anything when you go to school if you will not learn if you don't honor the teacher if you don't submit to the teacher how how are you learning you will not be able to learn right so this is not just a spiritual principle it is it is just it is a principle that when we honor people when we submit to people we get what they have i was uh, i heard the story it happened in a church where a prophet came and released a word over a woman saying that uh, you know you haven't had children for a very long time but now you know by next year you're going to have children there were other women in the room who had similar condition who received the same word okay who just celebrated what was happening to this woman they received it and they were pregnant think about that okay when you honor when you honor somebody else or you celebrate the other person the blessing that they receive you start receiving also but at the same time you know when when we don't receive is when we start complaining you know we become jealous we are envious oh man how did that happen to that person you know 
But if you celebrate, man, oh, Matthew just got a lot of money. You know, he, he got a promotion. You celebrate that. Oh, he got married. He found a girl. He found a boy. When you celebrate in that person's victory, when you celebrate and when you honor them, you get to partake in their victory and celebration. The blessings overflows into your life as well. Okay. So this is just a principle, guys, that when you submit or you honor somebody, right? You honor the people of God. You honor God's calling. It starts overflowing into your life as well. It starts overflowing into your life. That's why Paul says in Romans 12 verse 10, he says, he says something like this. I'll read it for you. Romans 12 verse 10. He says, outdo one another in showing honor. He says, if you want to compete on anything, do that in honoring one another. Outdo one another in showing honor. Because honor is so powerful. See, honor is the fabric of the kingdom. Okay? Honor is the fabric of the kingdom. So I'll show you one story uh, from Luke chapter 7. I know that you are very familiar with the story, but I'll still show it to you. It is about the woman who comes to Jesus and who pours her alabaster. You know, she breaks on her alabaster and she uh, pours the anointment on Jesus. Okay, so I'll just read that story. Luke 7, if you have your Bible, just turn with me. Luke 7, or if you don't have your Bible, just listen to this. Okay, Luke 7, verse 36. Luke 7, verse 36. It says, one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Think about this, guys. Jesus was invited by a Pharisee. Jesus is invited by a Pharisee for a meal. He goes there and this woman just barges in. She's uninvited. She's absolutely uninvited. And the Bible specifically says that she's a sinner. So she knows how other people are going to react. Okay. So she's not keeping her honor. She's, she knows that she's uninvited, but she goes, it just feels the desperate, the desperation that she has to meet Jesus. Okay. She does not care what other people are going to talk about. Maybe she's so used to what people talk about that, you know, she's got numb to it. She's a sinner. So what does that mean? She's a sinner. Maybe she's a prostitute. Okay. This alabaster jar of ointment uh, in other passages in Matthew and Mark, it says it's more than 300 denarii. More than 300 denarii means one denarii is the wage of a laborer for a day. That means more than 300 denarii means a year worth of wages. So she has, you know, if she's a prostitute, by what work that she has done, she has saved money 
a year-long wages worth of money and she's bringing that to Jesus and she breaks it at the feet of Jesus. See, Jesus could have said, hey, you know what? I can't accept this because what kind of work do you do? This is the result of your work. He did not say that. Right? He honors what is valuable to her because that is all she had. That is all she had. Right? Now, what does she do? She wets his feet with tears and then she wipes them with her hair and then she kisses his feet and pours ointment on, on, on the feet. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about what was going in that woman's mind and what was going in that you know, surrounding. What were the people thinking about? They might have, all must have felt so awkward, right? This woman, oh my goodness, she's uninvited. Why is she here? What is Jesus doing? Why isn't Jesus saying anything about it? See, the culture of Israel is just like Indian culture, okay? There's a lot of shame around it. Yeah, and just think about it. Must have been pin drop silence. Everybody would have been, you know, some might have been just ignoring that whole scene. But there's this guy, this Pharisee who invited him. He is thinking in his mind. Okay, he does not say it loud. He's thinking in his mind. He says, if this man was a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is and who is touching him for she's a sinner. He's saying this to himself. And, you know, then Jesus responds very amazingly to him. But what I want to show you is highlight the passage from verse 44. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my head with ointment. See guys, Jesus is, is completely, how do I say this? He's, he's not completely, you know, uh, let me put it this way. Just imagine if you were in the feet of, if you were in the shoes of Jesus, okay? You were in the shoes of Jesus, imagine. And somebody brings a bag full of money and puts it on your feet. A year worth of wages, if they put, put it on your feet, how would you feel? But you see Jesus, Jesus is so calm, man. He's receiving the honor. Why? Because he's not proud. He's receiving the honor because he's humble. He knows who he is. After he receives the honor, he looks at the Pharisee and he says, Hey, you invited me, but you gave me no water to even wash my feet. In that culture, if you would go to somebody's house, the first thing that you would do is that the host will give you water so that you can wash your feet. That's the culture. But the Pharisee, he does not even do that. What does that say? It just says that he did not honor Jesus. He just saw Jesus just as an ordinary person. See guys, dishonor does not mean looking down. Dishonor means just seeing something as ordinary. He just saw Jesus as ordinary compared to this woman who understood who Jesus was. 
who had a bigger revelation of who Jesus was. This woman is a sinner. She probably did not read scriptures, but she knew in her heart that this was the son of God. But the Pharisee who read the scriptures, he does not honor Jesus. Just treats him as ordinary. And that's why Jesus says, hey, you know what? You did not give me anything. But look at this woman. You know what's the interesting thing is? Jesus does not acknowledge honor as much as he acknowledges dishonor. Like he pointed it out. He pointed it out to them. Because the Pharisee just treated him as ordinary. And you know what's, what, what is the thing that I love? In the other passage in Matthew, in Matthew about the same story, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Just by one incident, she became world famous. Not just in that time, but through generations after generation. Her story is mentioned in three out of the four Gospels. And Jesus is saying, what she has done will be known wherever the Gospel is proclaimed. Think about that. Think about that. See, in, in that culture, she was not an honorable woman. She was not honored. But when she honored Jesus, look at how the blessing of Jesus flows into her life. How Jesus esteems her more than the Pharisees, more than the self-righteous people. So what I want to tell you is, guys, you know, when you honor, when you honor God, when you honor the calling of God, when you honor the word of God, my goodness, amazing things start to happen in your life. See, the biggest blessing that you and me can have, the biggest blessing is God's word, is knowing Jesus, right? The biggest blessing that we can have is the word whose name is Jesus. That's the biggest blessing. And when you honor him, my goodness, amazing things begin to happen. But just like I said last week, you know, if you can't honor the people whom you see physically, if you can't honor the people who are here in the physical world, how can you honor somebody who is invisible? How do you honor? How do you honor? What do you learn from this story? How did this woman honor? By giving. By giving what was valuable to her. You can honor by giving. By giving your money, by giving your time, by giving your energy, by giving whatever is valuable to you. See, Jesus says in Matthew 6, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. What do you value the most? You know, you might say that, you know, God's calling in the kingdom of God is the most valuable thing to me. But how you really can test that is by just seeing where your money, time, energy goes. Yeah, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Honor the people around you guys, honor them. When you honor the people around you, you're basically honoring Jesus. You can receive everything that God has for you by honor.
Come on, let me say a prayer. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this word. Thank you for revealing to us that honor is the fabric of the kingdom. And Father, we just pray that you will give us this heart of honor. That we honor everyone and we celebrate everyone's life with the unique uh, with, with the unique character of yourself that you have embedded in their lives. Father, we will honor them and we will receive that and make it a blessing in our life. Teach us. Teach us how to honor. Teach us how to submit to one another. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.